episode of Deconversion Therapy Podcast. We're not going to sing the tune this time because Karen said it might scare people away. <laughs> so that's Karen and I'm Bonnie. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. And thanks for all your Karen memes that you keep sending about <laughs> how Karen either started COVID-19 <laughs> or is the one that's trying to get it stopped, which the latter is true. All those are from me as a fake account that I made up. <laughs> Sending it to all my different social media and DMing and yeah. That's right. Um, I was hoping that we could say just a brief bit about, hey, we're going through the shittiest, weirdest time in our life right now. And that hopefully in the annals of history of the podcast, people can go, oh, remember when that happened? And then just listen to funny letters. I am hoping so, too, because, um, yeah, it's insane. And right now in my neighborhood, I had to record the deep breath. People don't fucking care. And it's driving me crazy. Everyone is supposed to know what's going on. They're still walking in, like, teenage groups. But today, (laughs) you've got to talk me in or out of this. This happened last week. They're doing it again today. Uh, This is a porch community. So someone is having a Christian mini group, like a father and daughter, playing. And it's going to, they call it a service. And people can come and walk, but, quote, stay six feet apart. Come in their golf carts. It's a golf cart community. Um, Come in their cars and listen Well, of course, everyone in earshot has to listen to the praise music. But you know my you know my my thoughts on things that you have to hear that you didn't choose to hear. They're non-consensual communication with one of my senses, and that is rape. I I'm telling you, it is I called it assault, but it is definitely just such BS. So the woman posts about like we got to stand together and here's the praise and worship stuff and blah 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 and I nicely because you know how Karens are posted a comment saying oh this would be great online so more people could watch it and I want everyone to hear (laughs) like she can't see through that right what Karen has to say is that Keeping six feet away, at least what's going on in Tennessee, the executive order, six feet away is if you're complying and doing all the things within the necessities. So if you have to get medicine and groceries, that's when you keep six feet away. You don't suddenly plan gatherings and just be like, oh, we'll just stay six feet away from each other. (laughs) So I am very tempted my husband's worried uh, to go on the next street and just take some pictures. You know, they'll think I'm praising or whatever. Um, and just be like, you know what? Here it is. Here are Christians not following the order of man, not really caring about others because they're still putting themselves at risk. Yeah. Aren't, isn't the government supposed to be followed? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's very uncaring. It's not pro-life. 
Oh, that life doesn't count once you shoot out. I know. I know. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just so selfish and limiting if they believe God's so huge, then why are why do you have to do this to, you know, praise yes. him? Um, but anyway, I, I have a, I have another way that you could do it. Call the police. See, I don't know if they are they enforcing legally enforcing stuff like that. You can ask them. True. I'm sure they got nothing. Uh, they are to in do. Singapore. They have undercover cops in Singapore enforcing things in just regular life. Yeah, and people and throwing people in jail. That's and, the same. Yeah, in India, yeah. you know, India is really following the guidelines. But then, you know, you can get whipped if you. Yeah. Anyway, so I say. <laughs> Take your child's phone and do star six, seven to block where it's coming from and then call the police. Oh, not nine 11. I mean, not nine one one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's my, (laughs) I can't wait till we talk about how it all unfolded. Yes. And I'm even, if I do, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say, um, okay. Do you have a little thing you were going to say? Oh, it was just that I really hope that this is a blip and that in our collection of podcasts, it's just, oh, listen to their intro. It talked about that horrifying time in our life. That we've forgotten because our brains got fried from people gathering outside to praise Jesus and then going to the Kroger, <laughs> infecting us. And the then Kroger. The Kroger. It needs an article. It um, does. In the South, you got to go to the Shoney's. <clears throat> I would also implore people, uh, I did this less than a year ago, reread the diary of Anne Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. If they're not even reading emails and things that say stay inside, we're preaching to the choir. I guess I mean to do that awful thing that I always disagree with, but comparing your crappy situation to someone else's horrendous situation. Yes. uh, This is that we, please. I know. Don't get us started. which I didn't tell you about this. This goes into this. So uh, on Twitter, uh, a guy said, I was just trying to tell people about what your podcast is about. And I pretty much summed it up as these two boozy ladies discussing their times in church. (laughs) And I'm like, we're sober. That's the sad thing. But then he's like, oh, I apologize. I'm like, no, we're not sober sober. We just are not drinking while we're doing this because we tried that. And we couldn't remember anything we were saying. (laughs) Well, you started me on Sober January, and I read that book, and it stuck. Ah, well, that's your fault. And I say it kind of in a sad way, but... Because, yeah, now I don't even want to sneak in a little, you know, box of wine or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, I don't have that anymore. So thanks a lot. I know. My favorite cocktail now is at home because we don't really make cocktails. 
is a French 75. I sound very fancy, but I did have a bag of croutons and one of those for dinner during this whole isolation. But all it is, What's you get... What's a French 75? Is a- Beg. Beg me for the recipe. It is... Oh, I thought it was a French wine from 1975 when you posted that. Oh. Like, I know that stuff. Thank God I have a terrible palate, so... I wouldn't even know, like, the difference with that stuff. So you get Andre Brut Extra Dry. It's <laughs> under $7. And you get um, any kind of gin you can afford. Doesn't matter. And you get lemon juice. I get it in the squirty squirt. And that's it. Look up the re- simple recipe online. You do that. It's very refreshing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Enough of them, you can forget your woes. No, I never get drunk because I'm such a control freak. Oh, well, that's nice. My name's Karen. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so we have um, not correction corners, but uh, little responses to our one that we did on Bethel Church last week. Oh, cool. I was expecting them to make comments on our social media, but I never heard anything. Um, Right. All right. So uh, someone wrote, this is not an atrocious story, but an amusing one. My brother-in-law went to BSSM, Bethel (laughs) School of Supernatural Ministries, and a friend of his, also a student, found some bags of feathers meant to be used for children's ministry. He thought it would be funny to hide them in the air vents, thinking they'd all come out at once. Instead, (laughs) they came out little by little over several weeks, and everyone thought it was a move of God for feathers to be falling from the ceiling. Because that's how they do that gold dust. And then our friend Norman wrote, the episode missed, okay, don't get all snarky, Norm, missed (laughs) missed mentioning that Bethel worship leader Sean Fecht uh, ran for Congress and came in last, only receiving 14% of the Republican primary vote. No worries, though. He admitted some of his fans wrote in his name on ballots for races outside California. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I thought that they were, uh, that they were taking over the city, though. Uh, well, uh, I... Reading. It was... What do you say? Oh, Congress, though, so... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. One city does not... <laughs> A state election make maketh. Yeah. So let's start our letter sode. Bonnie, rip open those envelopes. And uh, <laughs> as you do it, make sure you use your tongue on top of where they licked. Oh, Authentico. Oh. Here's our first letter sode. Let's see. I got a poke down to pop down to the bottom. Oh. This person says, I do not want my first name read. That means the letter must be good. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, and we uh, haven't see. read these this week ahead of time. so Yeah, I'm hoping for a fun surprise. 
Uh, let's see. Karen, I can't. Oh, you should have had this one. <laughs> Too bad. Karen, I can't believe you once lived in Greensboro. I live in Lexington, North Carolina, and went to UNCG for undergrad and master's. Yeah. Then you mentioned the vegan store owned by Newt Gingrich's daughter. Anyways, you must listen to the podcast. What a creep. It's a fabulous podcast, and the episode on Newt Gingrich is must. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you mentioned how you were a vegetarian and ruined it with a Slim Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then I'm just somewhere and think of that. Right. That's the saddest downfall. I know. (laughs) It's like, why did you get divorced? I cheated on my husband with a dog or something. <laughs> well, I don't no, know. That one was sad with Newt Gingrich there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, let's slim <laughs> Okay, sorry. A uh, similar thing happened to me. I was 16 and wanted to be a hippie. This was the 70s. And in addition to becoming very skinny, growing my hair long and wearing halter tops and bell bottoms, I embraced vegetarianism. But I was a shitty vegetarian. (laughs) I mainly ate bread and candy, but only enough to remain skinny. (laughs) Add in some cigarettes. Anyways, one day I was with my family coming back from Myrtle Beach, and we stopped at McDonald's on Highway 9 in South Carolina. That McDonald's is still there, and every time I ride by, I laugh at this story. I decided to have a Big Mac. And that, my friends, was the end of vegetarianism. <laughs> An entire philosophy and way of life ruined by a Big Mac. Disgusting. My family still laughs 40 years later about my Big Mac attack. <laughs> oh, the dad loved that joke, I bet. Uh, finally, in high school, a bunch of people got together to listen to an insane traveling religious group called Up With People. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this would make an excellent podcast topic as these nerdy kids dress up in khakis and modest clothing and sing songs that inspire young people or try to recruit them to a damn cult. I don't know. Anyways, this cult-like singing group is still traveling. Please give them a goog. <laughs> a goog. <laughs> I will. I, I you know what? I can't be bothered to say the syllable all. <laughs> Well, the idea, like, up with people was like America's menudo, where they just would exchange members for newer members. Like a rotation of members. Right. But I always was like, oh, that would be so cool, because they traveled. That's how sad life is. (laughs) Because they traveled? Oh, my gosh. We need to see what they're doing during COVID. We need to read... I'm okay. Well, let's take a uh, as as no name here says. Give them a goog. <laughs> I'm gonna goog them. Uh, let's see. I can edit some of this out. I'm gonna go to up with people and see what their announcement is about if they're delaying things because of COVID. So I just found up with people. On Facebook, and March 13th, they said they made the difficult decision to, you know, suspend the touring stuff. Uh, let's see. The suspension of the spring 2020 tour has jeopardized the future financial sustainability of our organization, and we're asking for your help. So, shock, done. That's it. 
Sorry, two more stories. Stay with me. I ended up teaching in Randolph County through the 80s and 90s, and we mm-hmm. would have a guest speaker who used to sing with the singing medallions. What? They weren't singing medallions. It was swinging medallions. Unfortunately, I sadly know that because uh, she says, you remember the one hit wonder double shot of my baby's love? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. It was very popular when I was in college. Because what? it was played at a lot of frat parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. As Brag about your, your heathen college ways. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, sadly, he only it. sang religious songs and refused to do double shot, even though all the <laughs> teachers would beg him to sing it. Nope, he was a Christian now, and that song had to have sexual overtones, I suppose. Double uh, shot, get it? Ha ha. <laughs> Finally, at that same school, we did have the power team come and do assemblies. You know, the group that blows up phone books and breaks cement blocks in half. Yay. Did they blow up phone books? <laughs> I, uh, did they blow up, knows? like, something else? They blew up um, they blow water up, bottles. Yes, and it looks like a big butt. <laughs> but I like that she says they blow up phone books. That's great. They did rip them. Um, so they would prance around on stage doing their feats of strength and then and then stop and then talk about Jesus. Uh, so back to her letter, she says, oh, my God. And they had special meetings at that evening at a nearby church where all the kids were invited. The next day, without fail, I had to listen to kids tell me about how they got saved the night before. Within a few weeks, they were back to their usual old naughty <laughs> selves, though. Being right. saved didn't seem to last very long. It doesn't always take, you know? <laughs> yeah, this was a public school, by the way, she says. Ciao, and keep up the good work. I'm the one on Righteous Gemstones, and we are getting ready to film <gasps> season two. Can't wait. Oh, yes. Well, no, you aren't, because now since you've sent this, we followed Danny McBride, and he said it's on hiatus. But he did post— They're getting ready. They're getting ready. He posted an adorable um, story also, this on— this was sent almost a month ago. Okay. Story on Instagram where he's in a big library and he's like, during this time you can read. And he goes like all these beautiful classic <laughs> books and he pulls out his book that looks so stupid and hilarious. Uh, yeah, we did the power team for episode 26 titled It's a Team with Power. So feel free to go listen to the sights and sounds. Of the power team. As they blow up phone books. <laughs> what are phone books? I'm too young. <laughs> okay. Um, let me do mine. This is, we have a, uh, we have a double shot. That's what I'm going to just say. I thought of it in my mind, never heard the term. And this person sent two letters. So I'm going to read one, then I'll read the other. This is from Brett. It's spelled like a girl. We will see. Okay. I grew up in California in evangelical churches, and in the late 90s, our pastor got really excited about a discipleship school in another state. Okay, I could stop right there. Like, why do we, why do they form schools around something that's as basic as here's a pamphlet? memorize it, go out. Anyway. In another state. Uh, this, yeah, it's getting wild. Uh, <laughs> he and his wife started encouraging the young adults to attend, and so I made the, quote, inspired decision to drop out of my what? second year of college and oh. go. 
Oh, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) I was already a modest dresser, having been influenced heavily by purity culture and the need to do my part to keep the brothers from stumbling. Oh. Oh, I wonder if that's why we really embrace brothers and sisters terms to sort of get. Oh, man. Take the possibility out. Right. See, I, I'm going to be a scholar, but I knew that the modesty requirement was going to be a bit next level in this discipleship program, so I went shopping. One of the things I bought was a red sweater. Now, truth be told, when I tried on the sweater, I did not have a niggling voice of doubt. It was not tight by any stretch, but it did have a way of not completely disguising the fact I'm a woman. (laughs) I bought the sweater. Now, this church is really into the Jezebel spirit craze. Do you know what that is? Don't be a harlot? It is really like don't be a woman, basically. Don't be anything that is outspoken, disagreeable, anything. So anytime a woman does anything, yeah, they can say, oh, you got the Jezebel spirit. Jezebel spirit. Okay. She was always trying to influence the ladies and disempower the men. I'm assuming someone, oh, that's Jezebel. Yeah, yeah. One of the ways we thwarted her was by having baskets of green and purple modesty cloths at the front of the church. We could use them to cover our knees when we sat down. Oh, my God. Totally thought you were going to say nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it was our responsibility as the in-house disciples to make sure everyone remained modest when they were slain in the spirit. Yes, we covered these stupid modesty cloths and blankets. Ugh. People would get slain and we would rush over with the modesty cloths and gently drape them over their chests and legs. Meaning when they fell down on the floor. Correct. Okay. Fast forward to when the weather cooled down and I wore my red sweater to church for the first time. I didn't have a car at the time and arrived at church with the host family. Once there, I was approached by one of the interns. She had been sent by the director to inform me that my sweater was whorish and she needed to drive me home so I could change my clothes. We drove the 20 minutes to my house, reassured my modesty, and then returned to church. Luckily, we were were required to attend pre-service, so I didn't miss too much. We still <laughs> had to go about two more hours, and another victory over Jezebel was won. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a... Uh, so a lot of churches now have extra clothes in the back for if people are dressed in a way that would make you stumble. Yeah, why didn't they, they still just, do? Yeah, why didn't they just do that modesty thing over her? Mm. Yeah. Or <laughs> just I over don't her know. chest. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about going to take um someone oh, to my change. Gosh. Uh I worked in publishing years ago in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, one of the you had to wear the OSHA approved 
closed-toed shoes. And one of my friends is a guy, and he had, like, you know, sandals on, as (laughs) men do. And they were saying, oh, you got to go home and change, you know, or miss work, or it's your choice. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I live, you know, 30 minutes away. That's going to be an hour and all that. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I called my husband. I'm like, hey, Mark needs shoes. Can you borrow a pair of yours? We'll just go 10 minutes to my house. Colin's like, yeah. And he knew Mark. Mark's gay and was a good friend of ours. So we went to my apartment, Mark and I, got out of the car, saw my neighbor, who was like this young guy, and he waved, (laughs) and then went in, later came out, and then... I saw the guy again, and his face was weird, so I went up to him, and I'm like, this is, you know, my friend from work. We were getting shoes, you know, and then the story Mm -hmm. sounded ridiculous, and he just lowered his head, and he said, don't worry, I'm discreet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, no. So I'm like, one— now I'm pissed that this guy's discreet. Why would you right? be hiding? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Undiscreet. <laughs> this is awesome. This next story, uh, they don't want to use the name either. So oh, I just, man. I, I like them when they say don't use the name. That makes me think they're going to be juicy and, you know. Yeah. Hey, I have a request. For if me? You... Sure. Uh, use a British pe- accent? Yes. If people also don't want us to use their names, give us a fun nickname you want. <laughs> That's when okay. every Susan turns into a Natasha. So oh. go for it. Yeah, do this in a British accent. Feel free. <laughs> well, you said requests. So uh, here's my story. A few oh. months ago. <laughs> then it turned into a valley girl. It's going to be a valley girl. Uh, A few months ago, I wrote in to share my story about a supposed demon possession at summer camp and Mm -hmm. being told to run if my faith wasn't strong (laughs) enough to fight the demon when it was cast out of her. I love that one. Shortly after you read it on air, I shared the episode with my cousin who grew up similarly and whose family had even vacationed with my own to Jim Baker's Heritage USA in the 80s. Oh, my God. Oh, no. The, the promise stories are his response texts. <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm now I'm like I'm cringing. I'm scared to read on. I'm excited. Okay, I, I act like this is live. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> What's gonna happen? <gasps> okay. I should write in and tell them my story of when we had a special guest pastor who was making the rounds to different churches and he was knocking everyone out. Since I was six feet tall by the time I was 13, I was volunteered as a catcher who was supposed to help people to the ground when they were slain in the spirit. Ooh, it's like we have a theme and we didn't even know it. Exactly. That's God. (laughs) Unfortunately, I missed a lady who was being all theatrical. Wait, repeat that since we laughed through it. He missed a lady? Unfortunately, I missed a lady who was being all theatrical. Uh, Well, it's her fault. (laughs) She landed flat on her back, and I swear I I heard her say, fuck, while speaking in tongues. And I just stood over her and mumbled, you should have waited your turn. <laughs> oh, God. Her Come on, God. Bounced. 
Her head bounced? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's sad. I also witnessed a couple of double slayings where oh. both the person in front as well as the catcher got knocked out. Oh, it was man. a total assembly line, but the woman I missed wouldn't wait and just went down on her own. <laughs> you know you've seen it, too. Admit it. Uh, oh geez uh here's the next one he says i also have a pretty good miracle story that's a quote uh where they plucked a girl that i went to school with out of the audience and announced that she had been born with one leg that was longer than the other oh my god (laughs) a super powerful prayer circle formed that both of my parents were in and after about 30 minutes of intense shouting and random noises they all gasped out a hallelujah and said that she was healed. They made her walk up stage and hop around and tell everyone her oh testimony. <laughs> hop around? Oh, my God. <laughs> she made eye contact with me from the stage and gave me the biggest what the fuck look. <laughs> this is exactly what we talked about in an episode episode or two ago that this guy wouldn't even listen to because he doesn't know us because he's but the old leg stretch there's another two sentences afterwards my parents were both like did you see that and we saw it we were right there and of course i said yeah i saw it because i didn't have the heart to tell them that i sat next to her for eight hours a day and knew for a fact that she didn't have a limp and her legs had always been the same oh my god oh my god oh my god tell that guy to send a s'more because I gotta hear more. I love the here's here's what I think about the guy that wrote this. Yeah. If he was six feet tall by the time he was thirteen, that forced him to develop other skills in his life like uh, uh like figuring out what was funny. So you're saying he, I like him. That we focus on growing <laughs> and when we're done, we're we have we have free time. We we focus on people who have, uh, uh, you know, Charlize Theron. Do you know what? about what happened with her? No, but I just saw something about how much of a bitch she is. But go ahead. Well, when she was younger, she had some kind of an illness, and the medication that she took for it made her teeth fall out. And oh so, my and then she was tall and lanky and skinny. So she was like, I was forever a tall, skinny, toothless girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, I think that that explains why she's super funny. I, you know, again, I'm sorry, but I watched a Nikki Swift video about how rude she is. So I, I Nikki can't Swift, What's it. that? It's just trashy YouTube that you can put on the background where it's like celebrities who don't get along with their siblings, celebrity, oh. and it's just like this montage of trash. So it's like TMZ or um, Star Magazine, but in short little videos. Well, I'm glad that nobody wants to put me on that because I'm sure I would qualify at certain times in my life. As being a celebrity? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah and i called her and told her that my washing machine wasn't working and she was very short with me oh as you being the mean yeah 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 i know and i was like well that's just because i wanted to go take care of your problem 
Yes. Now we're getting deep into... Now it's personal. The bitterness. Okay. Okay, Here we go with another letter from Brett. Uh, Do you have one after this or is this where we end up? Okay. Here's the finale. It better be good, Brett. No. Okay. (laughs) After high school in the late 90s, I left California to... Oh. Yeah, we know this, Brett. You just said it. To attend a discipleship (laughs) school at a church in Washington State. The head pastor of the church it was affiliated with was real into the healing movement and signs from God. Apparently, there had been a previous time when people had gold flecks appear on their hands during an especially blessed church service. Naturally, lots of people got healed, although I never met any of them personally. Since we were in the discipleship program, we had to sit in the front row of the church every Sunday and set a good example. One of our jobs was to, quote, encourage the pastor, end quote. We were supposed to do this by calling out things like, amen, and that's right, pastor. (laughs) If we were quiet for too long, we would get nudges from the interns. Oh, gosh. I know. One summer... One summer Sunday, the pastor was getting especially worked up recalling the good old days of healings and gold dust. He he authoritatively— dust? Oh, the gold dust movement? Yeah, that was a thing where gold dust would appear in different places, and that meant God was like, ah, coronavirus ain't got time. Let me put some gold glitter over on this church over here. God. Um, he authoritatively declared a return to the revival days, and we dutifully encouraged him from our front row seats. After the service, someone discovered gold dust on their palms. Excitedly, we all rushed outside to see it better and check our own palms. Sure enough, as we stood sweating in the hot summer sun and held our palms up to the light, they shimmered with God's glory. Every once in a while, on a warm day, I catch a glimpse of my glittering palms and know I've still got it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was perfect. I don't get it. As in, they were clapping and they were doing all these things and they were just basically sweating. And so that's it. It's just I sweat. think that's it. Yes, I think that was it. Where you know, when you're looking for things and you yeah. just look so hard, like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe. So I think they all just went out and then saw the sun reflecting on their sweaty palms. I am always tricked by a, a magic trick. So <laughs> I love it. Send in more of your letters. We absolutely love them. All our listeners love them. We want to hear anything you've got. Send it in and entertain us during this <laughs> disgusting germy time. Oh, yeah. Especially if you were really tall when you were a, uh, an early teenager and developed a sense of humor. Yes. Or didn't please. have teeth for a long time. That's right. Someone please send in uh, things so Bonnie can prove her, her hypothesis. We're hoping to get it printed in the New England Journal of Medicine. <laughs> have a great week. Bye. Bye.